0: Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. This week, Irish folk singer Maura O'Connell reads an ancient Irish version of the classic Cinderella story. After the story, be sure to go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete tales from Old Ireland collections, along with songs, activities, colouring sheets, and more. This is the story of Fair, Brown, and Trembling. A long time ago, before you were born, or your grandmother was born, or your great-great-grandmother before her, there was a king in Tirconnell and he had three daughters, Fair, Brown and Trembling. Fair and Brown had new dresses whenever they wished and went to church every Sunday. But Trembling, the youngest, was kept at home to clean and cook. Her sisters wouldn't let her out of the house at all, for she was by far the most beautiful of the three. And they were afraid she might marry first. This went on for seven long years, and at the end of the seventh year, the son of the king of Omania began to show an interest in the eldest sister. One Sunday morning, after Fair and Brown had gone to mass, the old henwife came into the kitchen. "You ought to be in church, girl," she said to trembling. "Instead of working here at home." "How can I go?" answered trembling. My clothes are in rags, and if my sisters saw me, they'd kill me for leaving the house. I'll give you a finer dress than either of those two lumps has ever seen, said the henwife, for they're not fit to kiss the ground you walk on. Now, what would you like? Don't tease me, Henny, said Trembling with a smile, but if you want to know what I wear in my dreams, it's a dress as white as the winter snow, with emerald shoes for my feet. The henwife put on a magic cloak of darkness and took out her scissors. She clipped a piece from Trembling's rags and called for the whitest robes in the world and a pair of emerald green shoes. When the girl was dressed and ready, the henwife said, I have a honeybird here to sit on your right shoulder and another for your left. At the door stands a milk-white mare with a golden bridle to hold in your hand and a golden saddle to ride on. Trembling sat on the golden saddle and when she was ready to ride, the henwife said, Whatever you do, dear... Don't go inside the door of the church. And the minute they rise at the end of mass, fly away as fast as the mare will carry you. When Trembling came to the church, the people were amazed at the sight of the beautiful stranger. They were pushing and shoving to get a better view. And when Trembling galloped away at the end, they ran after her. But there was no good in the chasing, for she outstripped the wind before and the wind behind, and she was away before man or beast could draw near. Arriving home, Trembling found the henwife had dinner ready. She took off the white robes, put on her rags, and when the two sisters came back, the old woman asked them, Have you any news from the church this morning? We've terrible news, said they. There was a grand lady came to the door. You've never seen the like of her robes, and nobody so much as glanced at us. There wasn't a man, from king to beggar, who wasn't trying to see who she was. From that day on... The sisters gave no one a minute's peace till they had two dresses like the robes of the strange lady, though honeybirds were nowhere to be found. The next Sunday, Fair and Brown went to church again, leaving Trembling at home. After they had gone, the henwife came in. Are you off to church today, young Trembling? I'd love to, Henny, said the girl, if I would something to wear. What would you have? asked the old woman. Oh, the finest black satin that can be found, shimmering with pearls, said Trembling dreamily, and ruby shoes for my feet. What colour mare would you have, dear? One so black and so glossy that I could see myself reflected in her body, answered the girl. The henwife put on the cloak of darkness, called for the robes and the mare, and that moment she had them. The saddle was silver, and so was the bridle, and when Trembling was dressed, The henwife put a honeybird on each shoulder. Remember, said the old woman, don't go inside the door of the church and be sure to leave before any man can stop you. That Sunday, the people were more astonished than ever. They gazed at the beautiful stranger the whole way through Mass and all they were thinking about was to know where she had come from. But the moment they rose at the end, she hurried away on the mayor. Trembling took off the satin robe and was back in her rags before the sisters got home. "'What news have you today, girls?' asked the henwife. "'Awful news,' said they. "'The grandlady was back, and not a soul noticed us in our beautiful dresses. "'What with the satin robes she had on. "'All the church, from high to low, had their mouths open, gaping at her. "'Even the priest!' "'The two sisters didn't rest till they had dresses as close to the stranger's robes as they could find.' But they weren't a patch on them, to tell you the truth, for the likes of those could never be found in Ireland. So when the third Sunday came, Fair and Brown went to church dressed all in black. They left Trembling at home to work in the kitchen and told her to be sure and have dinner ready when they got back. As soon as they were out of sight, the henwife came in. Well, dear, are you off to mass, said she. I would if I had a new dress, Henny, smiled Trembling. I'll get you any dress you want, said the henwife what would you like? Oh, I've been thinking about that, said Trembling, laughing. I'd like a gown as red as a rose from the waist down, and white as snow from the waist up. I'll have a cape of green on my shoulders, a hat of red, white and green feathers on my head, and shoes for my feet with the toes red, the middle white, and the back green. "'You'll be a sight for sore eyes,' said the henwife, "'throwing on the cloak of darkness and producing the clothes. "'When Trembling was dressed, "'the henwife put the honeybirds on her shoulders. "'She placed the hat on her head, "'clipped a few hairs from one lock and a few hairs from another, "'and at once clouds of the most beautiful golden hair "'flowed down over Trembling's shoulders. "'And what kind of a mare would you like?' asked the henwife. "'White!' said Trembling happily with blue and gold diamonds all over its body and a gold saddle and bridle. The mare stood by the door with a skylark sitting between her ears. The bird began to sing as soon as trembling was in the saddle and never stopped till she came home from church. The fame of the beautiful lady had gone out through the world, and all the princes and great men came to church that Sunday, each one hoping to take her home with him after Mass. The son of the king of Omania forgot all about the eldest sister and stayed outside to catch the strange lady before she hurried away. As soon as the people were rising up at the end of mass, Trembling ran to the glittering mare, sprang into the golden saddle and was away. But the prince of Omania was at her side and holding on to her leg. He ran with the mare for thirty strides and never let go till the shoe was pulled from Trembling's foot. What's the matter, dear, said the henwife, seeing the girl return with tears streaming down her face. I lost one of your pretty shoes, Henny, she sobbed. Oh, never mind about that, said the henwife, drying Trembling's tears. You may be glad of the loss before long. Trembling gave up her clothes and went to work. When the sisters came in, the henwife asked, Any news from the church? The worst news possible, said they. The strange lady was back, in even richer array than before. On herself and her horse were the finest colours of the world, and between the mayor's ears was a bird which never stopped singing from the time she arrived to the time she left. She's the most beautiful woman Ireland's ever seen, and nobody takes a blind bit of notice to us anymore. Well, the son of the king of Amania was madly in love by now, and it wasn't with the eldest sister. "'I shall have that beautiful lady as my wife "'if it's the last thing I do,' said he to the other king's sons. "'You'll need more than the shoe of her foot,' said they, "'and you'll have to fight for her, "'as every one of us wants her too.' "'When I find the one whose shoe this is,' cried the prince, "'I'll fight for her tooth and nail, "'for she'll marry no one but me.' "'So all the king's sons followed Omania "'as he travelled the length and breadth of Ireland "'to find the lady whose foot would fit "'in the red, white, and green shoe.' North, south, east, and west they went, and there wasn't a house in the kingdom they didn't search. The Prince of Omania never let the shoe out of his sight, and when the young women saw it, they were all of a flutter, for every one of them hoped it would fit them, and they'd get to marry the handsome prince. What with cutting their toes and stuffing their stockings, didn't they do everything they could think of to catch the son of the King of Omania, but he wouldn't have one of them. Fair and Brown couldn't wait for all the great men to come calling. Each was determined to make sure the shoe would be seen as theirs, and they never stopped going on about it till Trembling was fed up with their chatter. Maybe it's my foot the shoe will fit, she said one day, and her two sisters rolled about in fits of laughter at the very idea. You, they roared, clutching their sides and guffawing. You and your tatters and rags, who never sets foot out of the house. There's not much chance they'd think you were the beautiful lady. Shut up and get back to your cleaning. At that very moment, the princes rode up to the door. So the sisters shoved Trembling into a closet. When the company came into the house, the prince of Omania gave the shoe to Fair and Brown. And though they tried and tried to put it on, it would fit neither of them. "'Is there any other young woman here?' asked the prince. The sisters were just about to say no when Trembling piped up from the closet. "'There is,' she called, "'in here!' "'Oh, don't bother with her,' said Fair and Brown. "'She's just a silly wee thing we keep to put out the ashes.' but the prince wouldn't leave the house till he'd seen her, so the two sisters had to open the door. When Trembling came out, she tried the shoe on her foot, and it fit exactly. "'You are the woman I love,' said the prince of Omanya, staring deep into her eyes. "'And the woman I'll marry, say you'll be mine.' "'I will,' said Trembling, for she knew she loved him also. "'But wait till I prove who I am.' She ran to the henwife, who dressed her in everything she had worn the first Sunday. Back she came on the white mare, and the people cried, "'This is the lady we saw at church!' Trembling returned to the henwife, changed into the clothes she had worn on the second Sunday, and rode up on the black mare. "'Yes, this is the lady for sure,' said everyone. At last time Trembling returned, and came back in the third dress. "'You don't need to prove yourself,' said the prince. "'I knew you were the woman I loved "'as soon as I gazed into your eyes.' The sisters were hopping mad." and the other young men were all for drawing their swords and fighting the prince of Omania for Trembling's hand. But the henwife appeared and put a spell on them all, so they couldn't speak or move until the brave prince had climbed up behind Trembling and the two of them galloped off into the sunset. So the son of the king of Omania married the beautiful Trembling. They had 14 children and lived happily till they died of old age in each other's arms.